If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Since the Sandbox fans, we apologize for the little delay in our episodes. Last week, we were down the studio. We were recording. Just had some audio difficulties, so that's why we couldn't get the episodes to you last week. But here we are giving you guys the rundown. It's time for the NFL 2020 defensive line rankings. You guys heard all of our offensive rankings already, and this is going to finish the defensive group. Before we get started, guys, go over to our YouTube. You can find the... The link to our page in our description down below. Go subscribe to that. And while you're on that, you guys can go to our website, SinceTheSandbox.net, and pre-order your newest Since the Sandbox merch. You're born and raised in Eastie Apparel. Guys, we got to represent the best the best city, and that's Boston. Godstown. Godstown. <laughs> but guys, let's get started with these rankings. And Lou, why don't you jump in first at 10? Man. At 10, I have Montez Sweat. I really thought he was just good overall this year and kind of like a coming out party. I mean, he had a couple of deodorant commercials, which was cool too. Um, <laughs> but he was sense. very good. He was on the best front seven like in the in the NFL this year. Yeah. Pretty, pretty easy there, so I had to have him on the list. Number nine, I have Brian Burns. Dude, it's Brian Burns. <laughs> I'm a huge Brian Burns guy, so I just think he was great overall, and he's like easily the best defensive player on the Panthers, unless you count Jeremy Chin, who's obviously younger, but... But very debatable, Lou. It is. It's close. It is close. At eight. Leonard Williams? Leonard Williams, yeah. Wow, Lou. Can't be doing that to me in my time. I know. (laughs) I was thinking. I was like, oh, man. But yeah, Leonard Williams at eight. I mean, their defense was good all season. Like, if Daniel Jones was healthy, who knows, man? The NFCs could have been theirs. So... We're running it back next year with the G-Men. Of course, baby. Uh, hopefully a new and improved G-Men. But anyways, at 7, I have Chase Young, uh, the best rookie defensively, I think. Almost hands down, but he was just good the whole season. I mean, everywhere. He stopped the run. He got to the he got to the quarterback, and like he was healthy. Like He played a majority of the season, and that's huge. So uh, he's definitely on the up and up, and he is what Clowney should have been. So that's very nice. Chris Jones at 6, I think he's probably the only elite defender on the Chiefs. I know Tyron Matthew's good, but like Chris He has Jones, his moments. Yeah, like Tyron Matthew, I'm not a big fan of. Everyone knows that, but But Chris he, was Jones still, is, yeah. he was still good enough to be in your rankings, Tyron. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely good enough to be in the rankings, but I think Chris Jones is a much better D lineman than he is a safety. Safety, that's a fair point. Definitely. Then at 5 and 4, I have uh, Sue and JPP. I mean... They were great, great in the Super Bowl, great in the playoffs, and good throughout the whole season. I mean, that Bucks team wouldn't be the same without that pass rush, and I think they need to keep both of those guys or it just won't be the same, and their impact is ridiculous. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely going to be tough. And, Lou, I'm going to come in here at 10, and I got Joey Bosa here at 10, so I know this was a guy that was very injury-plagued, but we know how good those Bosa brothers really are. So got to give him a shout-out. Even when he is healthy, he's one of the best young and up-and-coming pass rushers in the entire NFL, so we got to give him that credit. At 9, I got Chase Young. So I know you guys might think that it's a little early to have the rookie in here on the rankings, but Chase Young was very impactful, very very dominant. And Lou, you talked about what that young Washington defensive front is going to do. And I mean, Lou, they get that quarterback position handled, and that's a team that really only needs you know, a a wild card appearance to make some noise in the playoffs. Eight, I have Brian Burns, Lou, so I also have him here. Uh, This is a young stud. (laughs) This is a young stud that um, definitely can be a focal point of that Carolina defense, and 
I feel like they do have a lot of young good guys um, coming up, so we'll see what happens. Seven, I got Leonard Williams, so got to represent for the New York Giants, the New York football team, guys. Big problem going on with the Giants and having to keep Leonard Williams. He's asking for $20 million per year right now, and, and that's a pretty hefty task. But we'll see what happens. We also have Dalvin Tomlinson, who's a free agent, and he was just as important to our defensive line and probably cheaper than Leonard Williams. So we'll see what happens there. And six, like him if you do. If not, a, a lot of people have a lot of hate towards this guy. But Ndamukong Sue here at six, we saw what his antics were young in his career. But I still think Ndamukong Sue is a great defensive lineman, whether you're playing the three technique or the four technique. You can get after the passer or a great run stuffer. Uh, Ndamukong Sue here at six. So at 10, my list starts off just like Steve's. I got Joey Bosa. At nine, I got I got the Philly Eagle. Shout out my roommate, G Money. Ah! Uh, Fletcher Cox. <laughs> At at, uh, at nine, Chase Young at eight. I mean, Steve, I know you said a lot of people might think it's crazy to have the rookie in there, but like you said, I mean, he he was impactful. I don't want to say carried them to an NFC East championship, but was a big part of their success this year. NFC East title. Yes, whatever. <laughs> Seven, Chris Jones, Kansas City. Again, not crazy high but had to have him on the list and then at at six i got nadomican so i love <laughs> I, I always sue at six man shout out richie Minshew. honestly he's got the richie stash Min- going richie Minshew. Hey, does he still have the stash oh he has it oh god that's great so like i said i have sue and jpp at four uh four and five i think that's pretty simple then three men get buck for d buck hey. there's D-book? I, think, I think still to this this day on this season it was the most impactful trade that any player, any team made for a defensive player. Probably in 2020. In 2020, easily. Uh, I mean, we gave up a first-round pick that I, I don't even know ended up being who. I don't know who Sanford. Oh, was it Javon Kinlaw? Yeah. Kinlaw. Or somebody. Who was he to this? Who was he this year? So I'll take DeForest Buckner, man. He was unbelievable. I think he was top three in QB hits and top three in pressures. Changed the defense completely. For and sure. Man's out for vengeance. We're coming for a title next year. Sleep on us, Kevin. Kevin's been sleeping. Kevin, two... I'm still sleeping. Alarm on snooze with the Colts, kid. Yeah, okay. Catch us next Just year. Keep going back to kid. sleep. Josh Allen will be like throwing, throwing like you, junior year. <laughs> Cross body. At two, I got Miles Garrett. I mean, pretty simple. The guy's literally got a magnet to the QB. I think it's he's arguably the best pass rusher in the NFL. And then at one, Aaron Donald is the best player in the NFL. So I think it's pretty simple as that. He, this this list is just not complete without Aaron Donald at the top. No, Lou, definitely not. And I'm expecting that to be pretty unanimous across the board. But to come in here at five, I do have Chris Jones for the Kansas City Chiefs. Lou, you already talked about what he means to that team. He probably is their best defender. I do think Frank Clark does get a little slept on a little bit, but he comes from the outside. And you could say that Chris Jones makes Frank Clark a lot better. Four, I have JPP, so even though he don't got 10 fingers, he definitely deserves to be in the top 10. Um, And you would think that, you know, someone that doesn't have 10 fingers would be at a huge disadvantage when it comes to rushing the passer, but JPP has overcame a lot of adversity. The Giants gave up on him, and we saw that he found success with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three, Lou, we got the same 3-2-1. We got DeForest Buckner here at three. Definitely changed that defense for the better. And, and that really seemed to be what, what the Colts needed. So maybe some some more growth in the secondaries, a little bit of improvement. And that team is really looking for an AFC championship. 
two, I got Miles Garrett. Kev, I know you're huge on Miles Garrett, so have him here at two. And you can really debate him for the best pass rusher in the league, but the best defensive lineman in the league has to be Aaron Donald. I mean, the dude trains with knives, guys. I mean, come on, let, let's be real here. Aaron Donald probably is the best player in all of football, but is absolutely the best defensive player in football. Yeah, so at five, so I had two at six, and then at five I got his line mate, Pierre Paul. Really, you could flip-flop him if you wanted to, but I just prefer Pierre Paul a little bit more. At four, I got my Pittsburgh Steeler, Cam Hayward, and I know we talked a lot of smack about Pittsburgh, especially that second half of the year. But, I mean, that first half, even the first 10 weeks of the season, I mean, that was arguably the best defense in football. Um, so, so had to show some Steeler love there. At three, I got Miles Garrett. At two, and yes, I'm going to recycle this joke because we didn't get to air the episode last week. So it ain't the swamp and it ain't the woods. It's the forest. The forest Buckner at two. And then, like you guys said, unanimous number one, Aaron Donald, hands down, best defensive lineman on the planet. Besides maybe 2013 Stephen Toro. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Guys, those are our 2020 defensive line rankings. I want to know what you guys think, so make sure you let us know what's your top 10 for a defensive line, your left ends, your nose tackles, your D tackles, and your right ends. But that's going to wrap things up for this episode. Guys, go and subscribe to our YouTube. we got a lot of great content, two to three videos coming out a week. So if you're someone that likes a lot of the visual stuff, uh, you guys can head over there. Guys, pre-order your Born and Raised in Easty shirts. We know that we have a large fan base here in East Boston, our hometown, where we were born and raised. So let's represent our city proudly, and let's do it the sandbox way. Get your t-shirts now. Guys, we still have some sweatshirts available, so if you like to rock a Since the Sandbox sweatshirt like your favorite podcasters do every single day, then you guys can cop one of those on SinceTheSandbox.net. To wrap it up, you know what it is. The end of every episode. If it ain't five stars, guys, we, we don't, don't want, want it. it. Come on, you should be saying not, this with not us. Not 4.9, not 5.1, 5.0 <laughs> stars. Leave it or don't even visit our page. <laughs> Peace out, guys.